If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. So far. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 13 million cities has been invested in the farm, 70% self-funded and 30% from the Exim Bank under the One District, One Factory initiative. Cost of feed is probably the biggest challenge every poultry farmer faces. With the technology, we cut wastage out. So our cost of production will be reduced a bit. Then also, we are looking at getting uh, our feed component locally so we get the maize from the farmers then we process it to give it to our bears and we are looking at getting maize cheaper then for us to further reduce it we are we are starting to plant our own maize grow our own maize with that we will also cut down the cost so when you put all these two with a good management system we will be able to produce at a lower, the cost lower, then we also sell our products at a good price. Looks like Agro has got it all figured out. And oh, the droppings of the beds, which are gathered separately by the system, Ben tells me, are currently being processed into manure. The manure will be used in the cultivation of maize and further cut down on the cost of purchasing feed. Meanwhile, the farm is undergoing expansion. Management hopes to increase the number of beds from 40,000 to 500,000. In future, they would also want to venture into the production of broilers, but then they would face stiff competition from imports. It's about price. Most of our local farms are not able to uh, produce on large scale and thereby reducing their cost of production. So their prices are a, a little bit higher than the imported one. And you know, with our standard of living, we, most of our people, uh, Ghanaians in the lower level, cannot afford those ones. So they would rather go in for the foreign ones. Aquafarms is positive the investment in technology will drive down prices and make it outcompete foreign imports. It's been a good year so far, and management is looking forward to the next. And that's it by way of the van, brought to you by Ecobank Express Point Agency Banking. Now, the Ecobank Express Point provides a unique type of agency banking that allows you to access basic banking services at selected shops across the country and enjoy Ecobank services after banking hours, including weekends and holidays. Locate an Ecobank Express Point nearest to you at selected shell shops, pharmacies, grocery shops, ECG vendor points, and mobile money merchant shops, and enjoy the following services. Open an instant Ecobank 
Express account, deposit and withdraw cash from your Express account, current account and savings account. Redeem e-tokens, receive international remittances from Rapid Transfer Western Union, Raya, Vigo and Unity Link from selected Express points. EcoBank, the Pan-African Bank. My name is Charles Aite. Coming up next is Masterclass this day.
A very good afternoon to our cherished listeners once again. We are indeed always, always super excited to come your way every Wednesday with your favorite business development program on Radio Masterclass. Masterclass comes your way every Wednesday at 1.15 p.m. and runs all the way through to 2 p.m. here on your superstation Joy 99.7. Masterclass is powered by Joy Business and brought to us by Goyle. Goyle, they say good energy, Goyle. Yenara, Yedia. We're excited to bring you Masterclass again today. Um, just by way of recap, last week we had our first, should I say, online event for this year. And it was meant essentially to be a sort of significant milestone in all of our conversations, if you like. Typically, if it weren't for COVID, we would have had an on-ground event where we sort of bring back some of our resource persons, selected resource persons that, that have been on the show or who have been on the show, I beg your pardon, and then find a bit more time to discuss some of the pressing issues um, that we've been discussing over time. We're going to be doing some work today on that show last week. We're going to be spending a bit more time because one thing we weren't able to do last week, even though we got a lot of information on the show from our resource persons, was to get interactive. And so today we're going to dedicate the show to you, our listeners. We're going to take down all your comments. I remember I said last week when we started that... If we weren't able to get your questions through or your phone calls through, don't worry. We're going to give you time to ask them. And so we've got all of our resource persons queued up, not to, on today's show, though, but we're going to be collating all of your feedback, your questions, your comments, and all of that, and send them to our resource persons. And by all means, put them up on our Facebook page so that you can get your answers to your questions. Or on the next show also, we can also spend some time and share um, some of the feedback with you. The conversation continues. covid the entrepreneurial rebound. How has COVID affected businesses? COVID has affected so many, our lives in so many ways. Just yesterday, there was news that Kenya has postponed their academic calendar till 2021. Um, there are conversations in Ghana. Um, there have been infections in some of the schools. Some of our students are getting sick and there's agitation. Um, to government to try and review that arrangement where students are back in school. There's all sorts of of conversation going on. Just in the news a few minutes ago, Ministry of Finance we hear is considering possibility of shutting down, not shutting down, but closing for the period to run tests for the staff so that they'll be working from home. This is the Ministry of Finance. It tells you how serious this whole COVID thing is. And so we're having a conversation today. We just want to focus on your businesses for now, but clearly, clearly, all aspects of our lives have been affected. On that show last week, just by way of recap, we had some wonderful resource persons. And by way uh, of introduction, we had, um, I'll just start from Mr. Charles Mensa, who's a financial consultant. Mr. Charles Mensa spent some time here with us on the show. Uh, we're very grateful to you, Mr. Mensa, if you're listening today, for the time that you spent with us. Um, and he shared some thoughts with us on the impact of COVID on general business and general financing, just by way of um, a resume. Um, Mr. Menta has over 20 years of experience in management and financial systems and is a fellow of the Chartered Institute of Management Accountants. I want to take us back to last week so that we can just take a quick listen to some of the thoughts that he shared on the show. And when he's done, we'll have a quick conversation and then I'll open the phone lines just to get your um, reaction at some point in the show. Let's take a listen to some of the thoughts that Mr. Mensah shared on the show on the Entrepreneurial Rebound last week. There was an opportunity, there was a challenge. But most businesses rose up to those challenges. But the way we do our business has changed forever. It will not come back to me again. In my field, for instance, some years ago, we did a, a, an exercise, strategic section, where we realized that our future is really um, providing a sell, shifting from selling software to um, the software as a service. So we, we, we did an accounting 
hosting for most of our clients. Uh, so when this thing came in, we were sitting at home and we were working from home. So I think we knew something was going to happen. But yes, it is that we are uh, providing payroll services, we are providing accounting service, our clients are logging on from, at the comfort of their home remotely. The only challenge that we have now, which we have to solve, is making sure that cyber security, because working from uh, remote areas um, will come with it some risk, but it came with this some risk that we have to respond to. But all, overall, yes, there's been some negative impact, but also there will be some opportunities. And I think people should focus on opportunity because in two, three years' time, this uh, COVID will be a terror of the past. Now, when there's a drop in capital expenditure for, 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 for the state or for the government sector, I mean, possibly this is to do with payment to contractors or new um, um, construction that will probably take place or new trucks. Or new, new, basically new uh, capital expenditure. And when you drop capital expenditure by 1.2, it would look good on the face because you are saving money from one aspect. But it would affect those in the construction and contracting business, especially in this year of elections where the government would like to complete some of these projects. When you drop 1.2 billion, it means you would delay the payment. So it would affect those in those um, the chain of business, and and, 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 and and rightly so. Because once you cut back, what are you going to do? The people can't do anything about it. They just have to keep hold and hoping that in a couple of months' time, they'll be paid. Now, if you look at the second point of a petroleum fund, which the amendment was done to allow the petroleum fund to be sold, to be used to support. Now, immediately you, 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 you touch your reserves, you're weakening your uh, um, uh, credibility in terms of servicing your debt. Yeah, it is that you've touched the fund which will be used for future to service debt. Imagine you touch that. Some of the uh, credit rating agencies will be looking at that and shaking. So in, the, in no time, they will tell you that, look, we're not too comfortable, and therefore this is the rate that we probably will be looking at we will increase it because you become a bit risky. So... In government, I tell you, solving an immediate problem is going to create some challenge out there. But for businesses, the thing that really the business liked was the COVID fund that was created under the, the MBSSI, so where people could apply. Hopefully, um, I'm hoping that within the next couple of uh, weeks or months, it will start dispersing. Because in itself, there are a lot of companies that applied. Some very small, some very huge. Some really didn't need any loan, but once they've stated that, yes, there's a fund, let's all apply for it. So I'm hoping that a, a thorough job will be done before we disperse those funds. What people need, rather, for businesses is that take a critical look about the industry that we want to support. Because we cannot do a wholesale support for everybody. So take a look at the critical industries that can lift us up. So if you pick the agro-processing, because like I earlier introduced, people are still in the business of consuming food. Because whether corona or not COVID, we still consume food. So people are in that space. So if there's any way that we can support, special support in terms of the funding, if I, if I were the priority, I will focus on agro-processing. And the next bit would be the health sector. So if they are pharmaceutical company that needed immediate support, I would make sure that they have it. Because I, I use the agro-processing because it's essentially said we should eat food to boost our immune. 
So if the food are right, the food is sorry, if the food is right, then our meal will be posted. So the health becomes secondary. Now those in the health sector to you support them because right now we all know that the, our health facility and our frontliners are all challenged. So this is the time that which the government did well by extending the services that is giving them. But the point is that you need to support them and support them well. I, I recall some years back, those in the uh, pharmaceutical industry were giving loans just to expand to make sure that they are producing the anti-retroviral drug and malaria drug. So in the same way, we should pick up certain things that we can help them from a start company and boost them. Now, those in the delivery service, I know the Okada business thing was created a bit of a problem, but it's the right time to organize them properly under an umbrella where they will deliver goods and deliver it right, where hygiene will be, you know, will be taken care of because this is COVID itself related. So if a delivery service person will bring food to you, he has to, he has to be, uh, have the full PPEs, not just on the normal uh, jeans and things. So that's an opportunity there. If if, if I, I'm going to do it to business, I'll be supplying all the Okada people, force the policymakers to ensure that every Okada delivery service person has the full PPE team, including gloves. So that's a business opportunity there. So these are the things that I feel strongly that right. if government can target it and push it faster, we'll see immediate results as we progress. Okay, so those were thoughts from Charles Mensah there. Um, very brief thoughts, essentially what he was talking about. I'll just go through them very briefly and then um, please write down your questions or your comments because as a business, what we want to do is be able to reflect some of these conversations on your actual situation on the ground. I know you weren't able to ask your questions, so on today's show, you will be given the opportunity to ask your questions. I mean, I'll start from the bottom. He was talking about business opportunities. In all of this, Revenue lines are challenged because our businesses are set up and queued in certain traditional ways. But change has come and change has been forced upon all of us. For those who are looking to invest different ways or different areas to go into, Charles was talking about looking at opportunities in the delivery and the career service. Obviously, um, this is something that helps because people cannot move around to go and do things on their own. Then they're going to be ordering things online and all of that. Life will still go on, but there's still a bit of restriction. So then clearly, a courier or delivery is an area to look into or diversify. If you're already in that business, then clearly this is also a period to be able to ramp up your business and begin to make some gains. He also talked about food. Food is one of those areas which... When you go into Google and you actually click and find out which of the areas, business areas, are still going to be here in the future, future talking 25, 30 years, energy, food, water are some of those areas, food security. So food is still going to be here, the food industry. I'd like to hear from some of our listeners today who are in the food industry. How has COVID affected your business positively? As for negatively, we know it's affected almost everyone, but what are some of the positive gains? People are still eating food, and I, I, I dare say that people are eating a bit more food because we're all talking about eating healthy and all of that. We'd like to hear your comments when we get to the phone lines. And then he also talked about the cutback on government expenditure. Clearly, and if we're looking at a cutback of $1.2 billion, even if we're looking at contractors and suppliers of government services alone, they are going to receive these funds and then channel them into their businesses and pay their staff who are also going to take care of their dependents. Do we think or have we seen or have you experienced a possible reduction in the disposable income of some of the of your dependents or the people within the area and how does that affect all of our lives? Again, we'd like to hear your comments on that. And then we also talked about one of the um, interventions by government which was the amendment of the Petroleum Revenue Act to allow for withdrawal from the Ghana Heritage Fund. Clearly, it's about a heritage fund that helps to um, protect the country going forward. It's like a buffer. But 
if we need to withdraw from it, have your company or is your company one of those companies that applied for support from this fund? Again, because in his submission, he was talking about the possible dis- disbursement process starting soon. So let's hear your thoughts on, on, on that also. We want to quickly go to the next resource person on the day who was also um, very, very wonderful here on the show. He is a tax consultant, Mr. Um, Demetia. And then we'd like to hear what his thoughts were because we spoke about tax and particularly so because the government had introduced some interventions or tax reliefs to be able to help Ghanaians in this period of COVID. Mr. Demetia, um, his full name is Mr. William Kofi Ousu Demetia, holds a Bachelor of Laws from the Kwame Nkrumah University and also an LLM in International Taxation from the University of Florida and a Master of Business Administration and Finance from the University of Ghana. Here were some of the thoughts that he shared on the show. Let's take a listen. The tax laws as we know it have different forms of taxes. There are taxes that are imposed on income that a person earns. There are taxes that are imposed on expenditure. So when you patronize a service or when you buy an item that is when you pay for the tax and so there are different phases and and aspects of taxes now i think what most people are concerned about are the tax obligations relating to income taxes Mm. and so for example if you pick the tax law it requires that an employer by an employer before you pay the employee you must deduct the taxes from it and pay it over to the revenue authority. So we are in the month of July. If, let's say, for example, the employer paid somebody for the month of June, the law requires that by the 15th day of July, the employer must go to GRE and pay over the taxes that the employer withheld from the income of the employee. But as we talk now, a lot of people have cash flow problems. People are not paying. I mean, generally, there's tightening of the market. Even if people have money, they want to, as it were, hold on to it and wait till they can see the way clear for them before they decide to make the payment. And so you may be, you may struggle as an employer to raise money to pay your workers, but the tax component that you're supposed to pay to GRE, you may not have it. But the good thing is that the tax law recognizes something like that. And therefore, the tax law makes a provision that you can apply to the Ghana Revenue Authority for an extension of time within which to pay a tax. And so when you apply, you are able to justify to the tax authority that I'm having cash flow problems, money that is coming is barely making my business survive, and therefore for the withholding taxes, give me, as it were, a dispensation or grant me some uh, extension so that when the cash flow improves, I'll be able to pay the taxes. Mr. Demetri, remember um, that these taxes that are yeah. Not to not yeah. to not to sure. catch you, but how does a company listening to you this afternoon qualify for for such an application? What are the are the boxes to tick? Because uh, you know a lot of people are listening and they're saying we say it so beautifully on radio, but when they go there, the treatment they get is different. How does a company qualify? I'm just reacting to the comment you just made, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. I, and and I understand that a lot of people has have a hesitation in in accessing this because. Again, remember, GRA also has targets to meet. They need to raise revenue for government. Which is my next so question. <laughs> they need to balance. So you see, it's a delicate balancing act mm. that you need to balance the need to as a, raise revenue that government badly needs to run the economy and the situation of the taxpayer where they, they don't have the money to pay. And so what I've always said is that you need to be able to walk to your tax office and demonstrate to the tax office that this is the situation. Show them an estimate of your cash flow so far since the onset of COVID. Let them look at the inflows and look at the outflows. And if indeed 
you are unable to raise enough money to be able to meet the tax expenditure, then I believe that the Commissioner General can exercise good judgment to grant you that extension of time within which to pay. So I've told you that you have to pay it by the 15th day of the ensuing month. For VAT, you have to pay by the last working day of the ensuing month. But these are times when you can apply for an extension and say that I can't pay by the 15th because I don't have the money. Can we have an extension to the 30th? These are the kind of conversations that we can be having with our tax authorities. And I believe that when we show them the evidence, they'll be able to, as it were, meet us at the point of our need and be able to grant us that extension of time within which to pay the tax. So that I encourage businesses to do. Reach out to your various tax offices, talk to the managers at the tax offices, talk to the uh, the client service personnel, and let them give you what you need to be able to submit as part of your application to support that uh, request for an extension. As I told you, you need to be able to demonstrate that you have a cash flow problem. Right. So those were also some thoughts from William Demetia on tax. Questions that I want to ask us so that when we open the phone lines, we react to what is your tax experience in this period as a business owner? How has your uh, interaction with the tax authorities been like? Share with us so that those who are who are listening who have not been able to handle it properly will also be able to do that. Has your company been able to apply for the extension of time in, in, in your tax obligations apart from what the government has offered? As Mr. Demetia is talking about, we'd like to hear your thoughts when we start on that. We want to go very quickly to Derry Dean Dadzi, who's also an innovation and tech person. He had some great thoughts to share with us because in this period, you either change or you die. And so what are some of the changes that can take place both with and without technology? Let's hear Derry Dean. I think that COVID is that first measure that nobody really was expecting. Um, it is that um, unintended or on part of uh, risk that nobody actually might have planned for. So it's brought on its own um, challenges, um, and which is very evident, uh, businesses um, and um, organizations. Um, One of the key things then is that how do we then deal with COVID, especially as businesses? And one way to look at it is ask, ask the question, so what were you doing before COVID? Mm-hmm. Or, so to be able to, for example, respond to COVID, what, how you operated your business gives you a high, determines how, how significant the impact of COVID will be in your life or will be on your business and how you'll be able to respond um, to the challenges that COVID brings. So that one of the key things that we need to look at is ask answer the question, what were we doing? And then do, um, um, John Amas spoke about doing a baseline audit figure out how you're operating your business and then use that to improve how you're going to respond to COVID and how you're going to operate your business post-COVID. This all boils down then to your business culture, right? So where you do things in your business also will determine how you're going to be able to respond to COVID. Then you can then look at areas of technology, how you can then use technology to now tie the loose earns and to be able to give you leverage, especially when it comes to business continuity and operational efficiency and your capability to be able to still serve customers, you know, um, the way that they need, to, they need to be served. And that's where innovation comes in. So the, the, the first thing I see is businesses being able to now figure out what kind of culture that they want to have. Because post-COVID, if you still have a culture that, that, that does not align or that does not allow you to be efficient, 
that does not allow you to be responsive to incongruences. Does not does not allow you to be able to deal with unforeseen circumstances. Then you cannot deal with COVID and um, activities post COVID. Because what COVID has taught us is that for us for a business to be robust, it is about what you do always. It's not about what you do when when disaster strikes, right? So this is a time for for businesses to really embed in their corporate DNA. Um, a, a, a culture of innovation and a culture that empowers them to be able to deal with um, such situations, a, a situation such as COVID. Then we can go deep into the in, in technology conversation or the innovation conversation, right? Um, so moving into that direction as well, then businesses now should have, should really understand how their business operate and how the market looks like, what the business, what their customers are looking for and how they can how, how they can best efficiently serve these customers, then determine which technologies can enable them achieve that. So key thing is you have to set up your your how do you call it your, your targets or your KPIs for what you want to achieve with your business. So if it's customer service, you want to set, set up your customer service KPIs. If it is business efficiency, you want to set, set up your business efficiency KPIs. And then when you set those targets for how you want your business to operate. Then you figure out which technologies will come in handy to enable me to do that. I know that when it comes to technology, a lot of businesses get scared because of cost, um, because sometimes you don't really understand um, how you're going to deploy that technology or how impactful that technology is going to be. People have trust issues when it comes to uh, um, technology. And then the learning curve also becomes a very big deal for a lot of people. But one way to navigate the technology waters is to really understand your business from a very fundamental and a very basic point of view. If you understand your business and how you want your business to operate, the rest is dealing with the right technological partners or the right technology partners, i.e. your vendors, um, consultants. And I believe that talking about consultants, there's a time that we business should be able to engage people who know um, um, people who know the domains mm. to help them navigate um, um, waters that they are not familiar with. So businesses now should be able to engage consultants. They should be able to engage the right vendors to be able to help them carve out a good um, technology, um, how do you call it, plan or a good data plan to enable them still operate their business seamlessly so that whatever their customers are looking for, they can make it available to them. Right. So those were thoughts from Derry Dean there. Essentially, the the outstanding point that he made in the submission is get help. Get help, okay? Get help in your business. Get help in restructuring. Get somebody who's a business development person. Take a look at your business. How can I survive? How can I restructure? If it's about technology also, still do get help because there's people out there. To, there are a lot of people out there to help us. Let's take the combined comments of two of our resources, final two, and then we'll open the phone lines. That's Mr. Boafo on the human resource factor and on Yvonne McCarthy on the role of customer service. Let's take a listen. COVID came when nobody was expecting it. And so its impact has been very massive and and diverse. Uh, let me say it for, for good and bad. <laughs> That's what in conversations I tell my guys that COVID has been here for both good and bad. Um, loss of life, very difficult to understand. But on the business side, um, from the HR point of view, um, you, you can understand that having not prepared for an event of this nature, 
there was a clear impact on how businesses were operating, particularly from the HR side of things. Um, a lot of the interventions had to be put in place immediately by companies in order to minimize the, the adverse impact of COVID on their operation and also on their revenue and their uh, sustainability as a business. Um, people put up um, freeze on recruitment, events were canceled, travels were restricted, compensations have to be reviewed at a point in time, and people have to take a decision to review their strategy. Again, because whatever strategy that companies had for the year were based on situations that completely had had been uh, set aside by COVID and its impact. And so a lot of businesses had to re-strategize, look at the effect on their operations and decide how differently they can remain uh, uh, relevant and successful within this context. Now, it also calls for the deployment of specific contingency measures. I mean, for those businesses that had it, uh, call them business continuity plans, activate those plans and decide exactly how they can utilize those plans and the, the programs to minimize that impact on their operations. And that, in all this year, places the employees, the human resource, into a critical factor. How are you going to carry your people along with you, even if you have to make very difficult decisions? Now, in the course of this pandemic, employees have gotten to know better the companies that they work for in terms of how the company have treated them. And then the companies have also gotten to see the quality of the employees that they have and how quickly they can uh, adapt and diversify their, their skill set in order to be able to cope with the new challenges that is coming up with uh, with COVID. Of course, companies have to deploy certain interventions relative to the hygiene protocols, relative to procuring PPEs, relative to uh, instituting various work and uh, arrangements to make sure that the impact of COVID at the workplace as well as on the business is minimized. So the various restrictions that were imposed when COVID uh, uh, hit its peak, you know, how to be taken in order to make sure that we're minimizing the number of people who are working in the businesses and reduce the possibility of spread in the workplace. I think that last week, the Ministry of Employment and Labor Relations issued a statement admitting the fact that workplace, even in spite of all the interventions that have been put in place, still remain a hotspot for the spread of the virus. And so specific action plans have had to be taken. Now, some of these uh, interventions have had its own effect on people, and that's my area, so I'll focus on the, the area. In terms of the financial side, you hear a lot of people talking about the fact that because particularly schools are down, and because their kids are at home, they've had to spend a lot more taking care of kids at home than they would if they were at school. I mean, in terms of the working arrangements that have been put in place too, there are some people who have been given the opportunity to work from home because their work so allows them to do. So they are interacting more with family is a good thing, but it also has a downside because people are not complaining about uh, the need for some kind of uh, emotional distancing as well because yes you're here in here i've had to lock my door i'm working from home now i've had to lock <laughs> my door either that we will definitely will be hearing people coming in there asking for all manner of things because those are challenges that people are dealing with right question is that what are the skill sets that are needed 
within the short time, knowing that skill set development does not take place in two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. How is the quality of the people that we are working with in order for them to be able to quickly adapt mm. and sue and sustain the businesses that we are operating now? So those were some thoughts from Mr. Kwame Boaf. We want to get interactive and open the phone line so we can start taking your comment. Numbers to call 0302216541. That's 0302216541. Or you can also send us a comment on 0244340437. That's 0244340437. I think I have my first caller on the line. Let's pick that call very quickly. Good afternoon. You're welcome to Masterclass. I'm sorry for keeping you. Hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, my brother. Talk to me. Yes, the reason why I've been So, if you could just reposition yourself for me, I really want to hear um, what you're saying. I said, this one I've been calling me Oh, right, right, right. Okay, so this is this is multimedia and this is Masterclass and you are live on air. Um, we had an on-ground event last week and we're talking about businesses and how they're affected. Um, so do you have any questions for us? How do you, are you a business owner and how is your business affected by COVID? Okay, we've lost that caller there. Please do call back. We definitely want to hear um, your comments. And so those were comments from uh, Mr. Boafo. Again, let me announce the phone lines very quickly. 0302216541. That's 0302216541. Pick up that phone, give us a call, or send us your comments on 0244340437. We've talked about human resources. We've talked about technology and innovation. We've talked about tax. How has tax affected your business? What is your tax position on your business? I think I have another caller on the line. Good afternoon. You're welcome to Masterclass. Yeah, good afternoon. Thank you for the good work that you are doing on the motherland. Thank you, my brother. Talk to me. Your name and where you're calling from, sir? And this is Mohammed. You are speaking with Mohammed here. Right, right, right. Mohammed, you're welcome back to the show. Thank you. I'm grateful for what you are giving us this afternoon. Where you spoke a lot of issues. Yes. What I'm going on is on the COVID. Right. How the, how the government is managing the COVID is not going through. Mm. And I don't know the listeners and the viewers, if they don't want to say the truth to the government, I don't know. Mm. Because of the management of the COVID is very, very serious. This issue of the COVID, we say it's a transmitted disease. Mm. And everybody should stay home. And now it's not stay home again. It's come out and make your <laughs> voters start possible yeah. for voting. So why are we heading to? Mohammed, let me ask you quickly. Are you are you a business owner? I've lost Mohammed there. I'm losing I'm losing my calls today. Okay, please pick up that phone. Give us a call. I've got some reaction on social media though. Let's take them very quickly. This one is from Perry in Nungwa. Perry says, "Please, I'm Perry in Nungwa. Do the submissions of Mr. William on tax extend to SNET also?" Um, William, I'm assuming you are referring to the company's contribution on SNET for your employees. If that's what you're referring to, we, we currently, there's no legislation that says that SNE contributions of staff should not go through. And so, um, I would not say yes to that question. I think you should still keep paying that because, you see, salary and remuneration of staff is, is a labor issue. And so, if you want to go into those areas, clearly, COVID has affected us, but companies have not begun or started to cut salaries yet. And so, that's that's a conversation that, that um, definitely needs to be had. So, my answer to your question would be no for now until we get that firm, firm confirmation. I've got another one on social media from Eric Amponsa Boating, uh, who's a tax consultant also. He says, for withholding taxes, they are supposed to be paid 
only when the payment is made. And so you can let GRA know your challenges and ask for an extension. So he's talking to companies here that if you let GRA know your position um, on your challenge, you can ask for an extension. The same thing that William was talking about. He says, but you are required to file the returns so that you are not asked to pay penalties for late filing. And so that's some information there. We also spoke about businesses and we also spoke about opportunities and different areas in the career industry and all of that. What are you going through now as a business? We want to hear what you're going through. What is your tax position, your tax experience? What is your human resource experience? What are you doing in your in your workplace for your staff in terms of the hygiene protocols and in terms of even business decisions? Because your revenue lines are challenged like everyone else's. Mr. Demetri talked about tax. Derry talked about tech and innovation. We want to hear your comments and your questions so that we can by all means have them answered. Numbers again to call 0302216541. That's 0302216541. You can also send us your comment on 0244340437. We've got some um, information here from Goyle. Goyle always has some wonderful information for us. So let's take that information from Goyle now. The Goyle GH Link card. Going cashless has never been this convenient and exciting. Goyle's e-payment system is now compatible with the GH Link and the National Payment Platform. Now you can use your GH Link card on Goyle POS machines to purchase fuel. The GH Link card offers additional payment options for fuel purchases at Goyle stations in addition to the Go card. Every fuel purchased is recorded automatically on your monthly bank statement and it helps cardholders track and manage their expenses. So go ahead and use your GH Link card to buy fuel and all lubricants from any Goyles over 400 stations across the country. Go cashless and protect yourself and stick to all the COVID-19 protocols in these times. Goyle, they say good energy. Goyle, Yenara, Yedia. Numbers again to call 0302-216-541. That's 0302-216-541. Pick up that phone, give us a call. What are your thoughts on the conversations that took place last week as we shared some thoughts with um, six of our resource persons and what is your current situation as a business? While we wait for those um, calls to come through, we're going to be taking the comments of Yvonne Ovui McCarthy, who is also um, a customer service expert. And here's what Yvonne had to say on the day. I think we've always mentioned that customer service is the business. Now, if you look at industries that rely heavily on in-person interactions, um, look at banking, insurance, hospitality, they've really been affected by this because they now have to look at the challenge of um, how they're going to continue to serve their customers. And it's important now for us to understand that, yes, this is affecting everybody. It's affecting the business and it's affecting the customer. But as a business owner, how do you position yourself to get yourself ready for when this is over and even as it's happening now? So you need to start looking at your own crisis management process and how you're going to move on to recovery. And then, of course, look at how you manage the service level service level expectations of your customers because customers do have expectations. And unfortunately, I think a lot of businesses have not sat down to really ask their customers what do you expect from us during this time? What do you want? What are you anticipating in the next few you know, months or in the next year? So now, the importance of customer service in the role of COVID or the recovery of COVID is just how it's, just how it's going to get customers ready for when businesses also start operating normally. We need to now engage, engage, and engage with our customers, getting to understand what they expect and what they want. And one other area, in customer service, we I think oftentimes we just like to focus on the external customer 
and leave the internal customer. The role customer service is going to play now is to also focus on the internal customer, which is the person whom we expect to go out there and then offer the service. So for now, you can't throw customer service out of the bag and look at all the other areas because you are in business because of that particular group that you call your customer. So this is a time to reposition yourself, ask yourself what strategies you have in place to even understand your customer. What changes are you making? Because things have changed now. You can't continue to do things the way you used to do them. What changes are you going to put in place to make sure that your customers are satisfied? So customer service is now going to play even a much bigger role than it used to play before. So those were thoughts from Yvonne Uhui McCarthy on the role of customer service in your business. I know that most businesses at this point, the last thing on your mind as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as a CEO of your company is customer service. Because most most times we look at customer service as support, as not frontline, as not being the main business. We usually use the term, it's not our core business. But Yvonne tells us, and she's been with us on the show for a couple of weeks now, and she helps us understand that, listen, what you're selling, whatever it is, whether it's engineering, whether it's... It's, it's health, whatever it is you're selling. It is the people who sell your product, who interface your customers, who should best understand your product. And so if we understand it like that, you know, sometimes it's pathetic the way we get it wrong as business owners. How can we spend so much money on training? How can we spend so much money on infrastructure, on on systems, on fraud prevention, on all of these things, pay high salaries, recruit people, you know, top-notch, and then the person who sits on your front line, which usually it's either your front desk officer or your customer service person or your teller if you're a bank or whoever interfaces the customer in your business. We don't pay attention to these people. And that's what Yvonne is saying, that even in this period of COVID, despite all the difficulties, in addition to everything else that you will do as a business owner, also think about your customer service people and empower them, give them knowledge, help them to be the best people in the company who know about your business so that when they're selling it, they sell it the best because it's when they sell it the best that the customer can come back. No matter how much money you spend on publicity, we always say that word of mouth is the best way to spread it. So those were some thoughts from Yvonne Owe McCarthy there on the show. Um, we still have a few more minutes on the show. want to hear your questions so that we can put them forth to our resource persons and by all means come back to you with some feedback. Again, numbers to call 0302 That's 0302 we got some uh, more messages from Goyle. So Goyle's new super synthetic 5W20 and 5W30 loops are the best engine oils for your vehicle. They are specially engineered engine oils which efficiently work on all your modern petrol and diesel engines. They clean, they protect, they reduce fuel consumption, and they prolong oil change intervals, as well as enhance your engine performance right from when you start up to when you switch off. So go to any Goyle filling station today and grab the new Girl Super Synthetic 5W20 and 5W30 engine oils for superior vehicle performance. Goyle, they say good energy. Goyle, Yenara, Yedia. So I've got a, another comment on social media. Let's take a quick look. This one is from Sam from the airport area. Okay, so Sam, here's your comment. Uh, he says, thanks, Masterclass. Unfortunately, the banks aren't helping at all. I took a facility of 500000 It was due on June 16th. Unfortunately, because of COVID, I wasn't in a position to pay. So I wrote to the bank, indicating my challenges. Not even a word, and I have been made to pay all. 
all the penalties. So sad. Well, um, I'm careful to speak about this one some, but I think you should speak to your 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 bank. I think you should actually go there and have a word with them because I'm aware that some banks in this period of COVID in their support to customers, and when we talk about customers, it's not somebody behind the screen. To all of us our customers at some point, put in place structures that deferred or restructured loan payments for their customers. Interest was discussed. You know, this is on a case-by-case basis because when you make, um, uh, when you apply for a facility, depending on the, on, on the nature of the facility or the terms of the deal, the term sheet, you can go back and renegotiate some of these things. So um, I'm not too sure. I, I don't want you to tell me who, who your bank was, but go back to your bank and find out why. Uh, and it's sad because, you know, he goes on to say there wasn't even a phone call or a word to acknowledge his letter. Um, that he wrote. That's sad. And uh, as institutions, if we're listening, let's remember that it is people who make institutions. So definitely, if our people need help, we should definitely reach out to them. That was um, um, Sam's experience. Yes, I've been with this bank for a period, for a period with a turnover of two thousand per annum. Um, is it two thousand or two million? Okay, I think or oh, two thousand dollars per annum. Sam, you mentioned the name of the bank, but I don't know if I should mention it. Uh, but whichever bank it is, it's bad. Okay, it's bad. Sam is not happy about it. It's a, it's a big bank. And if you're listening, um, please go back and check whether you, your customer, your arrows or your frontline staff are treating your customers right. Are treating your customers right. Okay, I've got some more reaction here. Um, okay, this is again from Eric. Eric Amponsabwabing. Okay, and he's helping us answer that question on the SNET contributions where the, the earlier... He says that regarding state contributions, you need to inform them when you are unable to pay salaries of employees because the employees also contribute 5.5% of basic salary. So essentially, I mean, he's, he's reinforcing the point I made. If you can't pay salaries at all, that's a different thing because the contribution is a function of the salary. But if you want to pay the salary and not pay the contribution, that's where I think there, there could be a problem with labor. Um, I wish we had a bit more time. This has been Masterclass here on your Superstation. Next week, we come your way with some more conversations on how to come out of this entire COVID period. Up next is the news at 2. My name is Yabanafo. We'll see you same time next week. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try.
celebrating 25 years of impactful journalism. Hello and welcome to Joy Headline.